Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Mm, 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 mm. Your favorite girl is back better than ever. Okay, I don't know if I'm better than ever. Um, I'm okay. You know, I'm I'm fine. But yeah, yeah. But let's just say better than ever. <laughs> I know it's been long. It's been Feb, March. Over two months since I last released an episode. And let me tell you, life life happened life got super intense i started working like full-time working like i am a part of the labor force now i am an employed hun i get paid i work nine to five well actually it's half past eight to you know well eight to half past four but you get it you get it so that completely took over my life as you know this is my first time working like working a job job so it was such an intense crazy transition to go from like waking up at like midday to having to wake up at seven shower look decent just have my life together every single day of the week oh my gosh but it's been awesome. I'm not even going to lie. It's been awesome. I'm working at a place that I absolutely love. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. And that's honestly amazing because I applied for so many jobs and I got so many rejections. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take whatever I can get. But what I ended up getting was exactly what I wanted. So trust the process, trust the universe. It will come through for you, even though it takes some time. Anyway, in addition to that, I'm still working on my thesis, which, listen, every time someone says that word, the T word, I literally feel like crying. Like, that's how much trauma my thesis is bringing me. Like, yo, guys, 25,000 words. What? (laughs) Anyway, enough about that. I'm back. That's the point. Um, I spent these last two months reflecting on what I wanted my podcast to sound like, to look like, to be like, and all of that stuff. And uh, a few points stood out to me. First of all, um, my episodes are going to be shorter. (laughs) I did, you know, a bit of like studying and stuff. And I was like, okay, my attention span isn't that long. And I can't expect other people's attention spans to be that long. So... I figured, let me make my episodes less than an hour, if I can, 30 minutes long. Um, Yeah, and just try to keep them as short and informative and concise as possible. Because as you know, I have a tendency to go off on a tangent and it's very hard to bring it back. So I'm going to learn how to bring it back. Secondly, my episodes are going to be audio. I realized that, you know, as adults, we have a lot going on. We have a lot to do. And um, it's kind of unfair for me to expect you guys to, like, put uh, 30 minutes or an hour aside to just, you know, watch. Because a video means you have to watch, right? But an audio means you can listen while you're doing other things. So I'm going to keep my episodes audio. Except for the episodes where I have a guest, then I will also have a video version of those. Which leads me to my next thing. Um, I did ask last time if uh, you guys wanted me to put it on YouTube. And a lot of people said yes. And I know that YouTube is like the most accessible platform. 
but it's just not what I envisioned for my podcast. I want my podcast to be a traditional podcast, you know, to appear on the podcasting sites and that's it. You know, I, I just, I, I didn't feel like YouTube is for me and yeah so please please continue to support my podcast on podbean apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and podcast addict please and now that it's audio you know you won't have to wait for it to buffer and all of that it's gonna take minimal data um minimal effort you can just listen uh download pause come back when you want to just Please continue to support is my point. Yes, so those are those are my main points. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited. We're obviously still talking about mental health. Um, that is my passion. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited because uh, this next, I don't want to say season, but I guess season, I will be focusing on more um, specific topics, right? So I don't want to be talking about broad things. I want to talk about more specific things, you know, so that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what, I forgot what the reason is for that, but it just made sense in my head, you know, to just like zero in, oh yes, to zero in on specific topics because then the episodes are shorter and more to the point because I'm talking about a specific point as opposed to when you're talking about something broad, you have a lot of points and then you just go on and on and on. You see, I've already, my intro is already way too long. I've already gone on and on and on, but um, yes. So anyway, welcome back. Yay! Exciting. Exciting. I'm doing a little dance. Yay! Super exciting. Okay, so let's get into it um, before I drag this out any longer. Today's topic is five toxic traits that I have um, exhibited in my relationships. I use the word toxic because um, it's 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 a it's a word that everybody knows. So you know, it's not like um, I don't know. I just I just figured it would um, it would be easier to understand. But um, toxic, negative, whatever. Um, I'll be chatting about these behaviors, uh, these traits that I've had that have um, more often than not messed up my relationships or that have contributed to making my relationships toxic. And the reason why I chose the subject is not to like beat myself up over my past behaviors, but rather um, as a reflection, you know, as a reflection of who I was in my relationships, friendships and romantic relationships and um, how I can become better, how I can become a healthier partner, a healthier friend, you know, and obviously the first step to healing is acceptance. You know, you can't move to acceptance until you are finished with denial. So I decided I'm going to stop being in denial about the fact that sometimes I'm the toxic person and I'm going to think about my toxic behaviors, reflect on them and see how I can change them because we're all toxic. We're all toxic in one way or another. And if you're not willing to self introspect, whatever introspect and uh, check yourself, you're going to keep making the same mistakes in all of your relationships again and again and again. So this is your prompt. 
after well, after this episode, this is your prompt to self-reflect. Is that a word? Self-reflect? I guess. Um, on your own behaviors that might be, quote-unquote, toxic. Anyway, let's get right into it. Number one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> number one. Pretending to be okay when you're not okay. All of us do this. Every single one of us do this. For different reasons. Um, you might do it because um, you feel like you don't want to be a burden to the people around you, right? You might do it because uh, you feel like no one around you will understand what you're going through. You know, like if you go to them, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm feeling so terrible. And they'll be like, oh my goodness. So you just need to calm down. That happens. That does happen. So, you know, you might not want to be honest about how you're feeling because you genuinely feel like people around you won't understand what you're going through, right? Huh, sorry, I have sinus. I have a sinus situation happening here. So... Yeah. Uh, the reason that I would pretend like I was okay when I wasn't okay was because I was afraid that if people knew the full extent <laughs> of my depression, they would be so freaked out by it that they would not want to hang around. I, I was afraid they would be like, damn, this girl is crazy. I don't want to be part of this. And then they would dip. And... In my head, that made sense because why would anybody want to carry someone else's trauma, you know? So I was just like, nah, I'm not sharing this with anyone. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so when I first got diagnosed, no, not even when I started showing the symptoms of depression and all of that, I, I kept it to myself, you know, went on with life. First got admitted to hospital didn't tell anyone. When I was diagnosed with depression, didn't tell anyone. When I was admitted into a KISO, didn't tell anyone. No one in my life, except my family and my then um, ex-partner, knew what was happening in my life. My friends had no idea what was going on. When we would talk, we would talk about, you know, like random things like, oh my gosh, this course is so hard. This lecture is so annoying. Oh my goodness, these two people are dating. <gasps> what? But we would never, we would never talk about how I was or, you know, what I was going through. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I never shared that with anyone. And I, I, I just felt like if I shared it with anyone, they would be like, oh, that's crazy. Good luck. <laughs> you know, so um, that happened. That went on for a while. And then um, I remember my psychiatrist asked me um, about my support system. And he asked me, okay, so do you have people who you can turn to when things get hard? Like someone you can call if you're having a panic attack or if you're feeling suicidal or something. Is there anyone that you can reach out to? You know, he wanted to make sure that I had a good support system because um, when you're suffering from a mental illness, it's so, so important to have a good support system. You know, your psychiatrist isn't available 24-7. Your psychologist isn't available 24-7. And you need to have people people that you can call when you know you're feeling a little you know dodgy but when he asked me that question I thought about it and I I realized no I I don't have a support system like it's just me myself and I 
and yeah i'm gonna get to that though but the point was um i realized that i didn't have anyone that i could turn to when i was deep in the depression right and at that point i realized that all of my friendships were actually superficial super on the surface we would go out for drinks chat go ice skating what 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 it would be super fun and cute but when it came to talking about serious things i never told them about what I, what was going on in my life and because of that i started to resent them for not being there for me but i realized that the reason that they weren't there for me was because i didn't give them a chance to be there for me so it really was my fault <laughs> you know um i was mad at my friends for not doing something that they didn't know i was expecting from them you know super like non-communication type situation right so that's um that's kind of my story um how me trying to pretend to be me trying to pretend to be okay uh played out with my friendships you know i didn't have any deep meaningful friendships i didn't have anyone to turn to and i started to resent my friends so just to give like a broad general idea you know of the consequences of pretending to be what what the consequences of pretending to be okay are um like i said one you've already decided on behalf of your friends that they can't support you without even giving them a chance to either prove you right or wrong like you haven't given them a chance to show you whether they can be supportive whether they can be understanding you have already made up your mind in your head that no nope, I can't talk to these people. I can't trust them. So I'm just going to tell them that everything in my life is fine and I'm going to suffer alone. Which leads to number 2. You suffer alone. You literally go through difficult um situations by yourself because you don't want to open up to anyone. So now you're you're isolated. you're alone you can't tell anyone about anything you're denying yourself um the chance to have support and that is not conducive to healing is it it's not which leads to number 3 as i said you start to resent your friends for not being there for you but the issue is you haven't communicated to them that you are suffering and that you need them so how can they be there for you if you haven't told them you see the issue you see the issue and because of that okay i know <laughs> i know it sounds like a super slippery slope but like when you think about it you realize it's true because if you feel like you can't be vulnerable with your friends every single time that you are going through something you're going to pull away from them and every time that you feel sad you'll keep pulling away when you're not feeling okay you'll keep pulling away until there's this barrier between you until there's this divide between you where um the relationship isn't even close anymore you know there's just this huge gap between you and your friends and the only time that you come together is for the good stuff never for the bad bad stuff so that relationship is not a safe space um it's just this barrier you know and your friend might start to realize that you're pulling away from them and imagine 
<laughs> imagine having your friend pull away from you, right? And you have absolutely no idea why they're doing that. You don't know why they've stopped talking to you. You don't know why you only hear from them now every couple of weeks. They've just vanished from your life. And so it just creates a rift because distance, lack of communication, just lack of effort, that type of thing results in a friendship not being a friendship. So I think um, it's very important to be, firstly, right, if you, if you feel like you can't open up to the people around you, you need to ask yourself, why? Is it because you're insecure as a person or is it because you've realized that the people that you've surrounded yourself with are just not people that you can trust? Because if it's the latter, that one's easier to change. You just get rid of the people and get new people. But if it's the former, that one's a bit difficult because getting over your own insecurities and reaching out to people can be quite challenging because, you know, you still feel like, ah, these people, they're not going to understand what, 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 you know. But honestly, I think um, you got to try. You got to try to be as open and honest with the people in your life as possible. Because if you start to pull away from people and they don't know why, that's going to create a rift in your relationship. And you don't want that, you know. So the bottom line is stop pretending to be okay when you're not okay, okay? <laughs> Just be honest about your feelings. And if anything, from that you will learn who actually cares about you, who cares enough about your well-being to do something, and who doesn't care about your well-being, you know. So, yeah, try it out and see how it goes. Oh, it's raining. Oh, no. I hope it doesn't come out too loud in the video. Audio. <laughs> anyway, yes, so that's point number one. Point number two is that depending on one person for support i used to do this um all the time and it would always be my romantic partner i th goodness i'm so sorry to all my previous partners you guys I went through the most <laughs> i'm so sorry no i'm genuinely sorry guys i had okay so if you've listened to the second episode of my podcast which is on bpd right um i talk about the concept of the favorite person which is the person that the bpd person clutches to that they basically depend on for their well-being for their existence you know and it's a very unhealthy sort of parasitic code well it does become codependent type relationship to the detriment of all your other relationships right so anybody once you have a favorite person everybody else becomes white noise background noise and that's how it always was for me as soon as i got into a relationship every single person everybody else all my friends my best friends my siblings whatever they would take the back seat backseat and it would just be me and my favorite person and that was unfortunate because um it was also the time when i was diagnosed with a depression and i just started dealing with my mental illness so i was going through so so much i was suffering i was in and out of hospital it was just generally really horrible and i expected one person one person to take care of me 
how crazy is that? Like, that is super insane. I expected this person to be there for me um, when I was feeling sad, that they would always call me or they would always pick up the phone if I needed them, that they'd always come to my apartment if I needed them, that they'd feed me, that um, they would comfort me, that they would stay with me. It was just so much to put on one person. And I only realized that recently when, you know, I, I started to reflect on my previous relationships and my actions and all of that, that um, it, it, it must be quite a traumatic experience to be, okay, no, I know this sounds bad, but uh, hear me out. It m must be a bit of a traumatic experience to be dating someone with a mental illness and want to help them but not be able to help them fully in the way that they need, right? And that's what it was because you cannot depend on one person for support. As someone with a mental illness, you need various types of support and one person is not enough to provide that. And if you just depend on one person, they're going to keep giving more and more and more and more and it will never be enough and they're going to burn out and then they're going to hate you because you have drained them of their life, you know. So I, I learned that um, to have a good support system, it actually needs to be a system, you know, with multiple parts, not just one part. You need to have someone who you can reach out to for this, someone who you can reach out to for that, you know, friends that you can talk to about certain things, you know, like there are certain people that I can talk to about, um, I don't know, about BPD because they also have BPD, but like there are certain friends that I can't talk to about BPD because they wouldn't understand. And there are certain friends that I can talk to about um, depression and other friends that I can't talk to about depression. So um, I decided that I'm not going to date <laughs> this year. I'm going to take a break from that and just l strengthen my, my friendships, uh, build my support network and strengthen that so that if I ever get into a relationship again, I will still have this good support network behind me and I won't have to depend on this one person again. So if you're like that stop it stop it never exclude your friendships when you get into a relationship because i'm telling you i'm telling you when you get into a fight with your person and now you have no one else to turn to you're going to remember those friendships that you left behind you hear so very important to have a support network that consists of multiple people. It doesn't have to be tens of people, you know, like just a good close um, knit circle of friends that you can depend on. My point is just don't depend on one person because if that one person leaves, what are you going to do? You're going to die and you probably don't want to die. I don't want to assume maybe you want to die, but the point is don't depend on one person for support. Okay. Okay. Point number three, disappearing for long periods of time. <laughs> a lot of us do this. A lot of us do this. I know it because a lot of my friends also do this, but I never took issue with it because I would also do it. Right. 
But the reason that I did it was for reason number one. I would be going through shit and I wouldn't want anyone to know. So I would just vanish off the face of the earth without telling anyone anything. And my friends would just not hear from me for weeks on end. And then I would just pop back up and be like, hey, how's it going? Oh my goodness. Did you hear about this and this? Crazy, right? And pretend like nothing had happened. And I realized that that's not... um, that's not a good thing you know when you have people in your life who you communicate with who you talk to who you have a close bond with right and you suddenly disappear from their lives with no explanation nothing no message no call nothing you just vanish that is painful that is really painful because um you have someone that you love you know and you're talking and it's great and then the next minute they're gone and what if your friend needs you and you have disappeared what if your friend is also going through something and you have disappeared what if um i don't know yeah like it's just it's just not conducive to good friendships you know just vanishing on your friends And then coming back and pretending like nothing happened. And I see a lot of these Twitter posts that are like, I love friendships where we can disappear for three months and then come back and talk. If that's how your friendship is and you're both happy with that, great. But I'm not like that. I like to be in constant communication with my friends. I want to know how they're doing. I want to know how life is going, how work is, if they're managing, if their mental health is good and all of that. So we talk often. Now, imagine that, like you talk to someone super often and then one day they just stop responding and you text them, but they don't respond and you try and call them, but they don't answer and they just disappear on you for like three months and then they come back and they'll be like, oh my goodness, you'll never believe what happened. You know, not cool, not cool. Just not cool disappearing without an explanation. And I realized that, um, I realized that if I need space, um, If I need time to be alone, then I should let the people in my life know because it's not fair on them for me to just vanish with no explanation. Like I said, what if they need me? What if they are looking for support from me and I just I'm unreachable, you know? So that was the third thing. I'm learning not to (laughs) not to disappear on the people in my life. It's very difficult, but I am learning. Which leads me to number four. Taking everything personally. <laughs> I am, I am, I used to be one of these people and I still am one of these people. Hold on, let me drink some water because my throat is so dry. Um, a lot of us are these people that take everything personally. <laughs> let me give an example, right? Um, let's say something happens. Let's say, ah, yes. Let's say, uh, one of your friends snaps at you, right? You're having a conversation and then they just go off at you and they say some really shitty things. And then in your mind, you'll be like, oh, wow, they hate me. Or they must be mad at me for something that I did. Or, why are they acting this way? Like, is it my fault? Is it my fault that they're all acting this way? 
And that, my dear friends, is what we call taking things personally. Because, honestly, it's more likely that the reason that they're acting that way is because of something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe their boss snapped at them. Maybe... I don't know, they bet on horses and they lost all their money. You don't know. You don't know why they're snapping like that, but you automatically assume that um, it's your fault or it has something to do with you, right? And I used to do that a lot. I used to take everything personally and (laughs) it resulted in me getting in so many fights with my friends. It wasn't even funny. Like if one of my friends... um, Oh, here's a good example. Um, And I actually spoke to my friend about this very recently. Uh, My friend group and I had planned to go out for dinner to this one place, right? And uh, my one friend pulled out last minute. And um, in my mind, I was thinking, she clearly doesn't care about us. Like, we're not important to her. Um, This friendship clearly means nothing to her. Like when we're nobodies and that was me like taking it super personally but the truth was she had just gotten into a new relationship and she wanted to see her dude and the reason she canceled with us was not because she didn't take our friendship seriously or she didn't like us or um we were we meant nothing to her it was because she wanted to hang out with her dude and it's so crazy when you actually look at um, life and people and just the general functioning of things, you'll start to realize that uh, people's actions, people's actions have absolutely nothing to do with you and rather are a basis of their character, their um, opinions, their thoughts, their whatevers. You know, it's more about them and less about you, you know? And as soon as I realized that, I just, life just became so much easier because if someone said something mean to me or did something horrible, I would take a moment to interrogate, okay, what is making them do this thing as opposed to jumping straight to the conclusion that, oh, it's because of me, it's because they hate me. I would genuinely sit down and consider, okay, maybe they're having a bad day or maybe something happened and they're not feeling well or maybe they have period cramps and they're just in a bad mood, you know? And it's really hard, right? It's it's a very difficult skill to learn to not take things personally because that's just what we do human beings are very self-centered and we think the world revolves around us and that's why we take almost everything personally but once you stop doing that you stop getting offended as often you know you realize that someone being mean to me is not about me it's about them and their upbringing and their attitude and whatever it is that they're going through. So I'm not going to be mad at someone for being mean to me, right? I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to move on with my life because if I'm taking things personally, then I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling affected by this person's actions when their actions have nothing to do with me. So that's something that I'm, that I'm practicing now. Um, just letting people be themselves and do what they want to do um yeah because you know it is what it is i guess so yeah 
human beings need to be need to stop being so self-absorbed self-centered and thinking that the world revolves around us because it does not we are a tiny speck of dust in this universe yes that's my point anyway last point fighting i used to fight a lot i still fight a lot um and this has resulted in a lot of my friendships ending um and just uh, a lot of my friendships becoming strained and a lot of the fights came from me taking things personally (laughs) you know so someone would say something and i would take it as a direct jab at me you know like oh my goodness how dare you and then it would end up being this full-fledged fight over something that had absolutely nothing to do with me you know let's see uh for instance (laughs) yo guys i used to get in the most ridiculous fights ever um i would fight over everything anything and everything i just took everything as a personal affront to me and i always felt like i had to stand up for myself at every corner and that was just not the case you know i i didn't know how to pick my battles so every single battle was my battle and unfortunately that did not end well um i'm gonna tell you about two very funny fights that i had in retrospect um my partner and i at that time went out for dinner and you know they serve like the customary bread and butter and whatnot anyway they bring the bread and the butter happy days so you know free bread we're putting butter on the bread you know getting excited about our food whatnot whatnot and then my partner is like um i think you're putting too much butter on your bread and i was like nigga what whoa i was so offended guys i was so offended i was like this man how dare he tell me how much butter to put on my bread let me tell you we had a fight we left without eating we literally left the restaurant without eating and we went home that's how angry i was over bread and butter imagine (laughs) the second one same guy ah you remember this i'm so sorry dude i really put you through the most (laughs) the second one i asked him to get pizza right and um i don't know what happened but he swapped out the 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 pineapple for feta and i love feta i love feta cheese so much but feta on pizza is a no for me anyway he comes home with um pizza with feta cheese and i am just i am shocked i am beyond hurt like how dare you opt to change the pineapple to feta without calling me and asking me first i didn't eat that pizza we went to bed super angry at each other and then i wake up and i'm like to him how dare you let me go to bed <laughs> hungry <laughs> he was just like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> and he was like okay cool let me get you something and then i was like no and then i went back to bed yo guys wow i was so unreasonable i used to get into fights with everyone about everything and i honestly don't know how the people in my life are still in my life because i would i would just fight like i would genuinely just fight but um i also came to realize that uh for me for other people it might i don't know what it might be but for me specifically it comes from abandonment issues right so if somebody did something that hurt me right my instinct would be to push them away before they 
supposedly abandon me because my mind is, oh my goodness, this person hurt me. That means that they want to leave me or they don't love me anymore and they're going to leave me. So my thought would be just push them away before they can leave you. So then I would instigate these horrible fights to push this person away on my own terms before they could leave me on their own terms. And then the fight would be over and then I'll be like, no, don't leave me. You know, so that's... That's another topic. Like abandonment is another topic. It's it's a really push and pull where if you feel like someone's about to abandon you, you do whatever you can to push them out so that they leave on your terms versus them abandoning you on their terms. So that's another topic that I'll get into another time. But yeah, I used to I used to get into fights a lot with a lot of people. Um and it just wasn't great. <laughs> it really wasn't great. But I've been I've been learning how to pick my battles. I'm gonna be honest. I I'm no better at it. Um, I think the only reason why I don't fight with people now is because I don't know. Maybe the opportunities don't present themselves. But it's definitely not because I have more self control because I don't, and that is unfortunate. But I am working on it. I I I'm trying to try to work on it. So. Yeah. So those are those are my five um toxic traits, toxic traits that I realized I was exhibiting in my relationships. First one, pretending to be okay when I was not okay, which resulted in me distancing myself from my friends, my friends not knowing what was going on and feeling like um I just I didn't care about them anymore, you know, and that just, you know, put strain on my um relationships and it wasn't bad. Two, what was two? Um, depending on one person for support, yeah, putting them through everything. And that was just very unfortunate. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm really sorry about that. Number three was disappearing for extended periods of time. I'm not going to do that anymore. If I do need some space, I will let you know that I need some space for taking everything personally, taking everything as a personal insult to me, even when it wasn't, you know what it sounds like. Do you know, do you know <laughs> the perfect example of taking things personally is this whole, whole, uh, men are trash thing. The fact that men are trash is a movement that aims to, um, expose the fact that, um, majority of perpetrators are men and that women, um, find men, what do you call it? Um, yeah, guys, I've even lost my words. What was I saying? Anyway, the point is the men are trash movement or the black, the black lives matter movement is a perfect example of people taking things personally, not realizing that this is a movement that is made, um, to better a certain groups of people. It's not aimed like at um insulting white people but white people will take it personally anyway even though it has absolutely nothing to do with them and that's what people are like you know when something has absolutely nothing to do with them they will still take it personally and that's how i was like when um my my friend decided that she wanted to um go to see her boyfriend instead of coming to dinner with me. I took it personally when in fact it had nothing to do with me, but rather it was her wanting to spend time with her boyfriend. So, you know, you learn from that. Just stop taking offense to everything. 
That's my point. And number five, fighting. I have nothing to say about that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> anyway, those are my top five. Um, and I hope this encourages you to reflect on your own toxic traits and try to see where you can change, where you can become better, you know, so that you're not being like, you know, parasitic in your friendships and just like stressing your friends out over nothing. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's it for me. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please leave some comments. And uh, as you know, I value your feedback. Please share with your friends. And yeah, I'll be back. I don't want to say next week. I don't want to promise things I can't deliver. But I will be back next time with another episode. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. Anyway, bye, guys. Bye.